I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. Julie Jones is a life coach who works with entrepreneurial leaders and business owners. She owns Golden Goose Consulting with her husband, Darren. Together, they host workshops, retreats, and conferences to help people invest into their most important resources. They live in Tennessee, have been married for 27 years, and have two kids and a daughter-in-law. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. It's yeah. great to be here. It's great to be with you. So tell us a little bit about you. What do you love to do? Oh, boy. I love, I was thinking about this today, I love all things kind of intense, whether that's hiking or deep conversations or really getting into creative endeavors. Like my new thing is um, watercolors just for fun. And I love to actually paint puns. So that's my way of painting where it's just kind of fun and I don't take myself too seriously. So I have a a good time with that. So I, I love anything outdoors and anything kind of creative deep. I love that. I love that you describe yourself as intense. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) You're my kind of woman. (laughs) So tell us about your journey to become a coach. Yeah, coaching has been um, a part of my path for about the last 10 years. And one thing that happened is I worked with a guy and he had gone to get um, coaching trained. And when he came back, so this is when we were living in France, we still live overseas. And um, when he came back from his coaching training, he was so excited about it. And he had, um, he had a few you know, people he wanted to start coaching. And so I volunteered and I had zero idea what it was about. I have a background in psychology, but, um, but coaching is different and I didn't know anything about it. And so he said, okay, well let's, let's have a coaching session. And I, I just remember we were preparing to move at this time. And so my coaching topic was, um, moving from one country to another, it felt very daunting and, and I was really nervous about it and just didn't know where to start. And so he said, okay, well, let's just, um, we were into the conversation for a little while and he said, let's do a backwards timeline. Why? Well, no idea what that was. And, and he actually, I found out later, didn't, he just made it up on the spot, but he guided me through working backwards and breaking down my goals into small achievable pieces. And I will never forget the feeling when I left that conversation. I felt like someone had just taken a thousand pounds off my shoulders and I was like flying out of that office. I was so excited. I thought, if this is what coaching is, I want a part of that because I want people to feel what I'm feeling and to feel free and like they've made progress. And, and, and even just a one hour coaching conversation, it just blew my mind. So that was the beginning of my coaching journey. That's neat. So how would you describe a coach? What is a coach? Yeah, I would describe a coach as someone who helps people achieve goals, overcome obstacles, and really make 
changes happen. They ask good questions and they help you discover if you're the coachee, what is the next step in your life or what are a couple steps that you can take? So the, the goal of conversations is to really make progress, achievable progress. And um, it's very forward thinking. There are times where you may dip into the past to be able to unlock um, some things, but really the trajectory and the, um, the focus is forward. And I guess that that's part of what I love about it too, because I, I just am kind of someone who loves to think about the future and what's next. And so it really resonates with me personally. But yeah, it's to help people really achieve their goals and step-by-step progress. I think most of us think of a coach as like a sport coach, you know, yeah. someone that is there with you, practices with you, helps you with games. I mean, when the word coach comes into mind, that's actually the first thing that I think of. As you think of like a sport coach, are there similarities that you would, just to yeah. give people a picture if they've never heard of the word coach or what that might right. mean or is? Yeah, that's a great question because um, a, a sport coach is on the sidelines and a life coach or someone who's helping you in business coaching or whatever is on the sidelines. The person who's doing the heavy lifting and the work is the person on the field or on the court or the coachee. The coach isn't in the game. They're helping you be in the game even better. And so it's a really important distinction. But I would say when we're way that maybe um, sport coaching and, and life or business coaching is different is that it's much more, um, led by and directed by the coach E. So the agenda or the things that you want to accomplish are less driven by the coach themselves and more by the coach E. So that where I think that's really powerful is that then when the person being coached makes discoveries, they own them and the chance of them actually following through and making progress and real life change happening to happen um, is, is much more likely. If you've just made a discovery, then you're excited about you know, following through on that discovery. So this morning, I'd like to talk about coaching yourself towards wellness. What does that look like? How? So we are just talking about having a coach. And then what does it look like to actually coach yourself? Yeah, I think it's a really important concept because, um, you know, there are just so many times in life where maybe a, an issue or a troubled spot comes up and you don't have someone to talk to or it's not something that, that you feel like you can talk to someone about or for whatever reason, you need to solve it yourself. And, um, and I know just as we get older and more mature, that's, that's kind of a goal to work towards too, that we can really take, um, much of our, our challenges and, and really move ourselves towards health and wholeness and wellness. Um, but I think the idea of coaching yourself is, is really being able to look at your problem or your issue and be able to do what a coach is supposed to be able to do, and that's help you gain a perspective that you don't have. Usually when when um, when I enter into a coaching conversation with someone, they've looked at their problem from maybe one or two angles, and that's normal, you know, and usually it, we need a little help sometimes seeing things from a broader perspective, and so to be able to coach yourself, one of the elements is just to be able to 
kind of tap into what am I feeling? What's going on here? And, and give yourself a little chance to kind of be real with yourself and maybe reflect a little bit. But the next part is to kind of start to ask yourself some questions that gain a broader perspective. Maybe you haven't thought about your problem or your issue from, you know, from a, a financial standpoint or from the impact this might have on, on your family or, or your, your health, your physical perspective. Um, and so almost like a diamond where you, you can hold that problem and then turn it for a couple different angles and even help yourself see it from a different perspective. And then, and then with the goal of being able to then move yourself to, well, what might be one or two things that I can do. Maybe I've had a little realization here. Oh gosh, I didn't realize that that could be, um, this situation could really be impacting my financial health or standing. Um, so here, maybe I come up with them one or two things that just really help me take, you know, action and momentum towards making a change. Um, I was kind of, I think that this kind of thing can be really helpful for um, health issues and, and questions that we have around that, frustrations. Um, I did this really actually with myself the other day because I, I was frustrated because I was, I have this probably very, very common problem where I love sugar <laughs> and I love all things that are just sort of bathed in sugar and yet I know it's so not healthy for me but it's my little Achilles heel and so um so I was feeling kind of frustrated about that and and did this process with myself where I just kind of checked in I was like okay wh what am I feeling what's going on okay and I was able to identify okay I am frustrated right now that I can't seem to like when I have a meal then I always want something sweet afterwards I think that's that's probably true for so many of us, but I wanted to break that habit because I don't, I don't like where that leads me. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to just check in with myself and how am I feeling? And then, um, feeling really saying that I was feeling frustrated and then kind of moving to the next part. Where do I want to be? And, um, and realizing, well, I don't want to just eat something sweet every time I have a meal. And I was thinking, okay, so then the next question was, well, what's stopping me? I mean, what's getting in the way of that? And I was thinking, okay, well, I have the candy jar. That's a problem. <laughs> That's really accessible. And, um, and also just, you know, it's kind of habit. And so kind of thinking about that for a second then led me to, okay, if I've got this obstacle, then what's one or two things I could do to remove the obstacles or to just kind of make this less difficult for myself. And I thought, okay, well, obviously I can move the candy jar. I can just put it out of a site, you know, where it's not tempting. And then, you know, I can brush my teeth after a meal or whatever. So there's not just that kind of temptation to go to the sweets. And, and it sounds so simple, but in all honesty, it was really helpful. And I just kind of started putting that into practice and, um, and, I would say that's just a little example of how you can so easily coach yourself. And, and just to give a little help with that, um, it might be easier to think of it in terms of the word coach. Um, that's an acronym that you can, you can break down that really can help move you through that, just that little process that I just described. And if you think of it like C for coach, um, to think about connecting, connecting with yourself. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's going on inside? What's just, just take a moment to connect with yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit, what's happening. Get a little picture of the internal. And then, Oh, is what outcome do I want? 
where do I want to be? And, and in my case, it was like, gosh, well, I don't want to be stuck in this cycle of eating sweets after every meal. Um, so C, connect with yourself. Oh, what's the outcome? A, ask yourself a couple questions, kind of like I did. Um, well, what are my obstacles? What, what, what's standing in the way of getting to where I want to go? Um, like I was saying to you, Beth, a second ago, one of the things is like um, asking yourself different questions from different perspectives, thinking about the different perspectives in your life and just come at that, ask yourself a couple different questions that might unlock a little bit of awareness around this, wherever you're feeling stuck. So C, connect, O, outcome, A, awareness, and C stands for course, but that's kind of that next question. Okay, like now that I realize I've got, you know, some obstacles, what are one or two things I could do to remove those obstacles and help myself move forward? And then the last part, it may sound a little funny, but it's it's H is for highlight. And that's like a little bit of like, well, what did I learn in the process? What's my own kind of aha moment or takeaway? And I do this with, when I do coaching with people. And it's, it's always so powerful because you remember the last thing that you kind of talk about and to be able to crystallize a thought. And, and even when I did this with myself, I thought my highlight was I don't have to be stuck. I don't have to be stuck in that rut. Like even a simple process like that can get me unstuck. So there's, there's a, a an idea for coaching yourself. Yeah. Thank you for that example. I think just what you described, I think checking in, with ourself. I think as moms and a lot of us are just busy and you just keep doing the same thing and it's um, just to pause and to think, why do I keep reaching for chocolate after every meal? And when you start reaching for it after breakfast, you know, it's a, it's going to be a bad day. Right, right. <laughs> so it's downhill. It is downhill. <laughs> so, But no, I've had those days because I love my dark chocolate after dinner and then you know some days it's after lunch too and then when it's yeah. breakfast it's like oh I should I should really examine something's off something yeah. is off kilter yeah. but um yeah I just appreciate you talking about connecting with yourself and what stuck out to me is that you said frustration and I think with frustration which I know I experience um to know what to do with that like, so I don't know what to do with it. So I reach for my chocolate, um, but trying to figure out and I do have a coach, which is helpful <laughs> to um, be able to, to talk through um, that emotion. Um, so thank you for sharing that story and giving us extremely practical tools uh, to be able to take yourself through a coaching session. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I really think there's a lot to that very first step of checking in with yourself because I think so many times it is knee-jerk reaction. We set patterns and we just go through those patterns without really thinking. And and I do I would say that's one of the things that in my own personal journey as a coach that's been so helpful to just take some of these pieces internally a little bit deeper. But I think that awareness piece and being able to to just or just actually just checking in with yourself and, and seeing what's going on. I think a lot of times we answer our own questions about mm -hmm. what's going on when we don't just go into default, but we put the pause button on for just a second 
it's like it can change. You know how when you when you chart a course or whatever, you if you change your trajectory just one degree, you end up in an entirely different place. And I think that's a that's kind of what happens here. It's like if we just change the trajectory one degree, you know, just just checking out frustrated. Okay, I'm frustrated. Wait, why am I frustrated? What can I do about that? Rather than my default. What's something more proactive or healthy or mindful that I can do instead of what, you know, isn't? And, and, and again, that's just one degree, right? That can land you in an entirely, like your, to your example, going at breakfast, realizing I'm heading down the chocolate path and to break that at that moment, then to be able to take a different direction for the rest of your day just changes some of those outcomes. But such a small thing can make a big difference. Yeah, and <laughs> self-examination and being honest with your emotions and how you're feeling. I know for me, I have a hard time figuring out what I'm feeling. <laughs> so often I go on robot. I just kind of get things done and accomplish things. And for some reason, that makes me feel good. But really, deep down, I'm not feeling that good. So that I think is just really good reminder for all of us to be when you're in a habit that you don't like um, to figure out maybe what's driving that. Right. I think the other thing is really breaking it down to just one or two steps, one or two achievable things that you can do. So many times we have big goals and big things we want to work towards and those are awesome. But it's much harder to make progress if we don't take those big goals and really break them down. And so, so on a small, like self-coaching thing to just say, okay, what's one doable thing that I can put into practice right now. Yeah. And that's, you know, and then when you get to do that, you feel successful and mm-hmm. you, be, you know, and then it obviously it feeds your motivation to continue on, but sometimes it can just be little tiny successes that can, um, that can motivate you to keep moving on. Yeah. So moving the jar for you, was that helpful? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then just the little simple thing of brushing teeth after that's a healthy thing I need to do. And it just, it's been breaking that habit. Yeah. So again, tiny, tiny thing. That is really tiny. Very doable. Right. (laughs) That's great. The difference. Yeah. 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 So you uh, talk about convergence. This is something that you like to coach people towards. Could you describe that and what that is? Yeah, convergence is, um, well, let me go back a little bit. I got introduced to this, um, just this word by an author named Bobby Clinton. And he talks about six different um kind of stages of development as we move along. It's it's different than many of you are your listeners are familiar with Erickson's stages of development. That that kind of focuses a little bit more on childhood development. This is a little bit more into your adult years, but but he talks about um one of the stages being foundations, you know, kind of laying the foundations of, of, of who you are as a leader, as a person. Next one is like kind of the inner growth period. Um, the next one talks about maturing. And a lot of that really comes through um, through pain and what we learn by pain and disappointment and, and some of the hard things in life, but how it shapes us. And, um, and then the next one goes on to convergence. And this, the way I like to describe it is, it's the it's almost when you kind of go off script it's like when you bring together the different things in your life 
at um, a later stage in life. And they, they come together in kind of a, a beautiful, harmonious way. So just take things like your life experience, like I said even earlier, um, even the pain and the difficulties of our lives. Um, put that with your gifting and your strengths, maybe some of the things that you've discovered about yourself along the way. Um, add that with your experiences and just what has happened in your life. Um, and and you know, probably other things that could fold into that, but those are kind of some of the main things. But And when those things kind of come together in a place where you can operate with kind of freedom, with an understanding of who you are and equally as important who you're not. Because, you know, as we go along with life, I think we have a lot of expectations of who we're going to be and so much of life is discovering and accepting who we're not and really living into that because that's that's a powerful place to be so i see convergence as bringing again together your strengths your experiences your gifting into a place where you are um kind of at peace with those things and then you operate out of this place more of fullness more of wholeness i'm not as worried about what other people are thinking of me or how they're defining me but how i can move forward and reach out um from that place so that's that's really what i think of as convergence and i don't think convergence really happens until you're hitting probably your 40s and your 50s and i've you know some of the reading i've done says even your best years are in your 60s of what you offer where that's in regard to that and that's really hopeful because i think you know we live in a really strong youth culture where the value is on youth and beauty and um all of those things that, um, that, yeah, are, are great, but they don't all last as much. And so to know that, wow, some of the best years can be ahead of us and be into our 50s and 60s and maybe beyond. I, I mentioned six stages. The last one I didn't actually mention, but it's called Afterglow. And it's really when you're more in your, like, sunset years and it's, it's just kind of this beautiful, even deeper stage of convergence where it's, it's very calming, but it's that um, – that kind of final stage of who you become and what you offer the world at that place. Yeah, I would say for most of us uh, that are listening, I think from what you just described, it's the piece of um, knowing how to not care quite so much what people think. And I know you talk about how, you know, what has taken you this far. So I'm 45. (laughs) My method of operation that has brought me to 45 has been great. It has gotten me far, um, but it might not be what I need moving forward and most likely isn't, right? So how I've operated does need to change because it was helpful, you know, um, caring what people think. That's kind of social survival. You learn that in high school. You learn how to create a tribe, create a social survival network you know I'm as I'm watching my kids with their friends it's just fascinating to watch high schoolers um but you can't keep operating in a high school mentality right we need to yeah we need to develop we need to grow um so could you talk a little bit more about what that looks like as we age and learn how to not care quite so much and how do you grow how do you develop through that yeah i i really don't think we're meant to do that alone i Mm -hmm. think that's a journey that we 
get the most out of when we do that with people. Um, I, I know I'm biased because I love coaching, but I receive coaching. I have a coach myself and I find it exceedingly helpful to have that. Um, so I, I think that kind of thing where you can get some one-on-one help with bringing together the different parts of who you are into a peaceful and harmonious whole. Um, I think that can happen in groups. I think, you know, women are wonderfully gifted and and have a, a large capacity for relationship. And to be able to exercise and talk with a good friend or spend quality time with with women who who challenge you, you know, maybe aren't even exactly like you, but really, you know, can can push you and challenge you and encourage you. I think so that can be done, I think, in one on one. I think growth can happen definitely in groups and to really create space for that. I know for me in the new year, my, my word for the year is space. And, um, I feel like as I get older, like I need more space to have rich relationships, to have, um, investment in my spiritual life, investment in my physical well-being, my mental well-being. So, so I think even just growing it is to create and guard space for those things to come to light and to, to nurture those things. So again, I think we need people around us. I think we need to, um, we can learn from great books and great authors that have come before us. Um, but, but I know for me personally, just to really guard a bit of space to, um, to discover who I am, what I offer the world and to be at peace internally with what I'm not. Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I think to make, um, yeah, to make peace and to really accept the parts that are you and the parts that just are not going to be you. And the beauty of that is if you're not something, someone else is. And to be able to, again, back to the word space, but to be able to welcome the gifts and the, and the, the um, strengths of other people, I think that's really... You know, I don't, I don't know what probably women out there will relate, but I think, you know, I, my tendency is toward competition rather than collaboration. And I think part of the convergence stage is, is to let go of some of that competition and say, I am who I am. I am what I am. And you are who you are and you are what you are. And that's beautiful. And maybe we can partner rather than compete against one another. Yeah. I think as I've aged and uh, kind of reflected back on my younger years, I realized I need affirmation a lot. And that has been a fuel that helps me do the next thing. So when I do something, I do it well, and I receive affirmation that fuels me for the next thing. Well, as I'm aging and um, thinking about this convergence, realizing I don't need that quite as much. I can move forward in something even though I don't have, you know, a lot of people telling me, oh, yes, you should do this. I'm trusting my inner instinct a lot more than I ever have in my life. Um, My inner instinct, I have kind of quieted um, because I've needed other people around me. I've needed to hear what other people think for me to move forward. But I'm realizing, no, I can move forward in this because I love it, because it's fun, and I just want to. So it kind of doesn't even matter what other people think. And it is so much freedom 
and fun and like it just is reviving me to no longer need as much approval from other people to move forward and it's um it's and yeah I just feel alive because I'm listening to myself I'm listening to what I enjoy what I like what gives me energy um versus doing it because I think I should or because you want me to or because you like it oh I mean it that just saps energy out of me so yeah years are ahead I think yes that way because what often happens when we are tied to other people's approval or disapproval or whatever is resentment builds Mm -hmm. within ourselves and so if they're not giving me the feedback that I want or the accolades or whatever I can then in in turn feel frustrated or angry or resentful towards that person so I think when we when we're able to you know kind of your illustration of what got me this far may not be what I need for the rest of the way um I I had a a huge epiphany on a massive hike I was doing right before my 50th birthday. And it was like, I've got a backpack. I've been carrying some serious rocks in this backpack and I don't want to do that anymore. And it was this like, what's in there is not serving me anymore. And I need to take out what doesn't serve. And it's not just about me, but does not serve my life as it, the, the breadth of my life. And that includes obviously the people I love in it and everything. But but to think about, okay, what am I going to put in that backpack? What, or what stays? What goes? What stays? What gets added? Whatever. It's part of what we were talking about earlier, of that self-reflection. It's just so important. Um, so important. And we haven't totally touched on this, but it, there's, a, there's a component to that, and that self-awareness. And growing in self-awareness, like who I am and my impact on others and, and my reliance on these things, like you were saying, you know, just to grow in self-awareness is a huge part of that freedom. And to grow in self-awareness, you need two things. You need to be able to ask for feedback because we don't know things about ourselves. My, um, my counselor, he, he always has this phrase. He says, you can't see your own butt. And it's just true. Like you can twist and you can turn and you look in the mirror, but you can't see it. You, you know, someone else is going to tell you how it looks. But for one is that we've got to have feedback from other people. If we're going to reduce those blind spots about ourselves. And then we need to have the courage to tell people things about ourselves to self reveal. And, and so part of just growing that self-awareness, I think, grows us towards that place of freedom like you were talking about. Yeah, I really think the best years are ahead That's as good. we shut off the things that we don't need to be carrying around any longer. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I think, um, you know, the two things you just described, the one is getting feedback from other people. Um, which I think if you're still kind of functioning in that high school stage, you might be really nervous to ask someone feedback if you don't have a trusting friendships or relationships. But how important I know for myself doing that with people I know love me and they love me for who I am, not what I do, not what I accomplish, not my social media. They just love just me as I am all of it and how much I've learned from those friends, from my husband, um, but how important that is for us women to have people around us that, you know, just love you for who you are. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It just, that I think can 
definitely um, help us self-reflect and grow and be able to receive the honest feedback that might be ugly. (laughs) Right. But how do we grow if we don't know? We don't. We can't. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your expertise and you just are so encouraging to be with. And I know I I did want to touch on strength finders because that is something you do use in your coaching tools. So maybe uh-huh. another session with you to Absolutely. talk about strength finders. Yep. Would love that. Mm-hmm. But thank yeah. you for this morning and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks. Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice.